Should you start off your school year teaching the engineering design process or should you not? What if students have never heard of it before? How much pre-teaching of the engineering design process needs to be done? And don't they need to know more about the classroom and all of the routines before they start off a project like this? In my K-5 STEM year-long plan bundle of lessons, I plan all of my big projects for kindergarten through fifth grade using the engineering design process, which, fun fact, is an actual next-generation science standard in elementary. You can check out all of those lessons at naomimeredith.com slash tptk5stem. I get this question a lot about the engineering design process. Should I start off the year with it or should I not? So let's debunk these misconceptions together all about using the engineering design process. Welcome to the Elementary STEM Coach Podcast, a show that'll help you with lesson ideas, systems, and actionable tips to apply to your classroom. I am your host, Naomi Meredith, a former classroom teacher turned current STEM teacher and coach. With over a decade of experience teaching and a master's degree in STEM leadership, I am here to coach you throughout the year to help you gain back more time to create innovative experiences for your students. Grab your earbuds and let's get started. I wanted to ask you, I love your idea about doing the STEM survival camp. That sounds so fun, such a great theme to get everybody engaged at the beginning of the year. I have had one class with my little ones. I see them, well, with all of them, (laughs) K through six. I see them one day a week for 30 minutes. And I'd love to hop into the STEM survival camp, but... My hesitation is we don't really have our procedures down pat. I don't really have, like, makerspace figured out. I don't have, like, we haven't gone over anything with the engineering design process. Do you think I should wait and kind of get those things a little bit more settled with maybe some one-day challenges? Or do you think... I don't necessarily have to have gone through the engineering design process for the kids to uh, be successful. I just want them to love STEM and, like, start strong with it being, like, such a positive, like, environment for them. So if you'll let me know your thoughts, that would be awesome. Thank you so much. Bye. Thank you so much, Amberly, for your question. I love hearing whose voices are out there listening to the podcast, because funny enough, it's me just talking to a camera in my home office all alone, and my little dog Frederick gets to hear everything I say. If you want to leave a voice message like this one, you can do this at any time easily on your phone. Just go to naomimeredith.com slash voice. Also, Amberly talked about a unit, STEM Survival Camp, That is my absolute favorite to start off the year. And if you want to hear all about it, this is a unit that I do kindergarten through fifth grade, and a lot of it involves the outdoors. So you can check out an episode I recorded back in episode four, and I talk all about this really fun unit to do with your students. For this episode, I'm talking about if you can start off the year with the engineering design process 
So if you are choosing to do the unit stem survival camp, or you're thinking about another one, this question can still apply. I have to tell you a little secret. Before I started teaching K through five STEM, I was a classroom teacher for six years. I actually had never heard of the engineering design process before. Now, if I had an interview, let's say I had an interview now to be a STEM teacher, I would definitely mention that, but that's not something that I mentioned in my interview at all. And thank goodness, because I had no idea what it was. So I did some research. I kept hearing about it from other STEM teachers. I'm like, what is this? So I did some research and I figured out what it was. And as a quick synopsis, the engineering design process is the real process that engineers use to problem solve and think through real problems and creative solutions. There's more to it. There are some stages within that. So you have asked the question, so what question are you solving? You are imagining different solutions through research and other ideas out there. Then you plan through your design. You start creating, making modifications, experimenting and improving, Um, Of course, that word iterates. So you're iterating and trying things all over again, and then you share your design. It is not a linear process. So it's not like step by step by step. Oh, we did it. We're never going back through the steps. You might not even get through the whole engineering design process when you do a project because there are things that are going to pop up and not work. And that's okay. But in a nutshell, that's what the engineering design process is. If you want to hear more in detail about this process and some examples of how I use this in my K-5 STEM space, I did a whole series about the engineering design process starting in episode 15 and goes all the way to episode 22. You can scroll back and listen to those episodes Or if you just want everything laid out for you for free, this podcast is free, but this is also free. I have categorized all of my podcast episodes into like topics. So for example, if you want to learn more about the engineering design process, there is a free playlist that has all of those episodes organized for you. And you just click on the link. It will add it to your phone, just like a regular podcast. And then any episode that I add in there that is related to that topic will pop up. So there's a handful of topics, same exact podcast as this one, but it's all organized for you. So you can grab that at naomimeredith.com slash podcast playlist. Also, every link I'm going to talk about will be in the show notes for today. So you don't need to go and write those down. I have it all organized for you. All right, so let's break down this question. Should I start off the year with a project using the engineering design process? So I broke this up into three misconceptions that go along with this and how I think through this question. Misconception number one, the kids have never heard about the engineering design process, so I can't use it yet. Well, just like I had never heard of it, the kids might not have either. And good thing that we are in school, and I would tell this to my students, good thing that I am a teacher because that is good job security because I get to teach you. And most things that when you come into this room, you probably won't know. And I would tell this also to my students, spoiler alert, I don't know most things that I'm teaching you before I teach them. I have to go and research them myself. So that that's okay. That's the cool part about STEM and really any learning and teaching is 
Most things should actually probably be new. <laughs> Uh, so that is okay. What I really like about the engineering design process is that it can be used over and over and over again with different types of projects. And you can really zone in on different parts of the engineering design process. And also depending on your time, how long you have with students, how long you have with projects, you can speed parts up, you can take parts out. And like I said, you might not get through every single step and that is okay. A lot of times at the beginning of the year, I might even zone more in on planning based on what I remember seeing kids doing the year before, or maybe I want to zone in more on imagining. So whether or not the kids have heard of it, you're going to have your own spin of teaching it anyway. The projects might be different. I might teach things way differently than another STEM teacher, but the process is pretty familiar. So it's okay if they have never heard of it yet, you're going to be embedding it throughout the year. So this really isn't a one and done. We're going to use the engineering design process one time. We're never going to use it again. Honestly, if you plan out all your lessons like this, like I did in all of my lessons for K through five, you can grab every lesson that I taught my students in a whole bundle that is constantly being updated. So you can grab that at naomimeredith.com slash tptk5stem. Every single project, not STEM stations, that's a whole, whole other thing. But when it comes to the projects, every project used the engineering design process, and we were doing different things throughout the year, whether it was STEM survival camp, where we are using elements from the outdoors and makerspace to build and solve a problem, or even if it went to video and audio production or 3D printing or robotics, we use this process over and over and over again in K through five. They actually did not get tired of it, which we're going to talk about that in a bit. But that way, it's used in so many different contexts that it's okay if they don't get it right the first time. I would mess it up half the time anyway. It's all right they don't get it the right the first time because you're going to do it again all year long. In my opinion, I'm not really a fan of doing filler projects. I have it in quotation marks where you're kind of fake doing the engineering design process. Like, all right, guys, this is the imagine stage. This is the things we do and imagine, and we're going to do a blah, blah, blah. I really like it where it's embedded because again, if you're teaching this throughout the year, you don't need to do a filler project and be so explicit on this is the step and this is what we do in this step. I don't really care if the students memorize it or not. They're going to be familiar with the process anyway. So why not jump into a project and it will start becoming familiar the more you use it. Misconception number two, whether or not you should be using the engineering design process right away is that my makerspace isn't fully set up yet. Well, guess what? Mine wasn't either. And half the time, my labels weren't even on the correct things or I needed to add five more labels to my buckets, and I never did it. (laughs) So it's okay. And also my work week back, I never got to plan for STEM. I actually had to do all of the school-wide technology. I never planned anything the first week back to school. So my makerspace wasn't set up either. (laughs) So the cool thing, especially if you are using STEM Survival Camp or you are doing some sort of makerspace project, I actually don't recommend having a free-for-all when it comes to all of the supplies anyway. 
I pull out select items I want students to choose from, and they have to be creative with those constraints. It doesn't mean that all of their work is going to look the same. They look completely different to build and solve the problem, but it's not as overwhelming either for me as a teacher. I don't have to be concerned that every single thing is set up, just some necessary items that I will use for the project. And also for students, that's overwhelming to being jumping into all of the supplies. So that's different uh, than jumping into the engineering design process. I'm talking more about jumping into all of the supplies. I do have a method to my madness when it comes to makerspace. So if you head on back to just listen to these in order. So after this episode, go to listen to episode four, STEM Survival Camp. Then keep going to episode five, where I talk about setting up your makerspace. And then keep on going to episode six, where I talk about the management piece. So there's definitely a method to the madness, but it's okay if your makerspace isn't all the way set up. Just have some necessary supplies ready to go, um, especially your scissors and tape, and you should be okay. So less pressure on you. You can start filling in your makerspace as you go. And misconception number three, if you should get started with the engineering design process at the beginning of the year, is that I really want my students to love STEM, but I'm worried about the structure. I am a huge proponent of systems, routines, and structure in any sort of classroom. And that is a big lesson that I learned my first two years of teaching. And that is a skill that I have carried on throughout all of my years of teaching and has helped me be successful in any classroom setting, whether it was a classroom teacher or teaching 35 fourth graders all by myself for 45 minutes. So it definitely is really important to have that structure. Now, the engineering design process isn't a behavior routine, but it is a structure for your projects. I was actually talking to a teacher the other day over on my Instagram in my direct messages at Naomi Meredith underscore. You can find me over there. But we were talking and it was actually about how she said it was setting up her classroom, but I was telling her that In elementary STEM, it can get overwhelming and overstimulating very, very quickly for the teacher and the students. So having structures in place actually doesn't make it boring for the kids. It makes it feel safe, (laughs) especially when you are doing creative projects. I've talked about this um, a few times on here, but when you're doing creative projects, it can actually be really scary for a lot of kids. You're so lucky bringing these opportunities for your students, and it's also very vulnerable when you want to do a creative project. And so if you have some structure in place, I'm not saying do step by step by step, your project all has to look like this, and it all has to do this. No, having a process to go through, not an end result. Their end result can be whatever if it's solving the problem. But having a process actually helps with that creativity. I was actually rereading one of the books in my membership, the STEM Teacher Bookshelf, and the book for August was Lifelong Kindergarten. And inside of there, it actually talks a lot about this, how having a full blank canvas is very overwhelming for students. So when you're applying this to the engineering design process, it's really narrowing down that big open-ended 
question or big open-ended project, and it makes it more attainable. So think of that when you're thinking about your projects, that it's okay to start off with it. Um, It's going to make it seem less overwhelming. You're breaking up the project. It's not this huge thing that you don't know how to get to it. It's little steps along the way. And like I said, kids are going to get more and more used to it. Actually, my students didn't like it a little bit at first, and it might also be because I didn't really know what I was doing anyway. Um, But they're like, why do we have to research? Why do we have to learn about this? But over time, they stopped complaining about it because they knew that what they were looking for was going to help them with their projects anyway. So in a STEM setting, especially if you are not a homeroom classroom teacher, It is going to take more time to build up those systems and routines than it would with a classroom teacher. They have them every single day, all year. But as a STEM teacher, you don't. So it is going to take some time to build up with it. So the more you do it, the better you're going to get at teaching it and the better the students are going to get when implementing the engineering design process in their projects. As a recap in this episode, here are the three misconceptions that we broke down when it comes to implementing the engineering design process at the beginning of the school year or whenever you're getting started with this. Misconception number one is your kids have never heard of the engineering design process, so you can't use it yet. Misconception number two was my supplies and makerspace aren't fully set up, so I can't really do the engineering design process yet. And misconception number three was, I want my kids to love STEM, but I'm worried about the structure. Just like with anything, it is all trial and error, and you are going to find your rhythm and your flow. So I say, jump in on it. If it fails, it's fine. You get to do it again. A lot of the things that I've done have not worked, and there's a lot of lessons that were horrible that I don't really share with you because also I kind of forget what they were and they were so bad I wouldn't want you to teach them. So it's okay. Keep going. You got this and try it out. The engineering design process is great. I love planning with it. Um, you can check that out in my K-5 STEM year-long bundle where that's already done for you. But I appreciate hearing from you all and wish you the best for back to school. And I will see you in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the Elementary STEM Coach Podcast. I would love to connect with you over on Instagram at Naomi Meredith underscore or send me an email to elementarystemcoachpodcast at gmail.com. Also, make sure to check out my website, naomimeredith.com to see all the show notes from today's episode and shop my K-5 STEM resources. Any questions you have, needs for resources, or ideas for episodes, get in touch. I'll talk to you soon.